0: I, won't, I think it'd be safe to say in breakfast radio, discipline is required in order to, uh, to make sure you're prepared and up and ready and there's plenty of alarms to make sure you're ready to go in time. Would that be fair? Discipline's important?
1: Oh, very much so, Jacob, and we're right up there at the top.
0: Well, I'll tell you, discipline was an issue for the, the Wallabies on Saturday night against Argentina. Sean Maloney saw it firsthand. He the again for Stan Sport and Nine... He joins us now to review it. Unfortunately, Eddie Jones, his second coming as Wallabies coach, has not started overly well. 34-31, to 31, it finished in Sydney. Sean, good morning.
2: Good morning, man. Yeah, discipline really did hurt them again. It's uh, amazing that you can look in and see the correlation. or well, Not so much amazing, but it just makes so much sense. The Wallabies were the most penalised. Team in each of the four in round one of rugby championship lost the game heavily, and uh, again at the weekend most penalised team across the four sides again lost again. So uh, some some things to tweak ahead of the blitz down the track. But uh, that one on Saturday, I know it hurt the players. They said they were gutted. It was it was really hard. Uh, being a part of that broadcast as well because we were riding them to the very very death.
1: Sean, um i mean' when a new coach comes back or comes in and he's come back he, he tries to change the game plan a bit and you know and now I noticed a quote that uh, Eddie made that they play we're trying to play a bit freer which involved a bit more decision making but they're not quite gelling so what 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 sort of style what are they trying to do in that regards and where are they falling down
2: yeah it's a great question so last week we discussed uh, on your program how they'd gone kick heavy and try to play basically what's called a low possession game. So Eddie Jones says that, you know, most tries at the test level come uh, inside the first three phases of, you know, first three runs of having the ball and after that it generally uh, is almost impossible to score because defence becomes so good. So in that first game against South Africa it definitely did go low possession but then at the weekend they played more in line with what I thought they would have From the outset, they ran the ball a fair bit. Um, Often that fell apart, but at least they had a crack with ball in hand, and it was a real departure from what they offered up in that first week. So it's hard to identify any one clear-cut game plan at the moment that they're looking to implement, but there were some little bits and pieces that, um, that sort of had me a little bit more excited about things head forward than what we saw in that first week.
1: OK, I was going to ask that, whether you can give them a little bit of leeway, because you've got a few blokes that have come back into the side, some back from injury and things of that nature. So you can see the positivity where well you've got New Zealand in a couple of weeks, but further down the track?
2: I can, I can. I think we're starting to get close to a fairly settled back line as well, which is uh, which is key, despite the fact that they lost you know, one of the world's best players, in Ikeetat, with a. Shoulder injury the other night, so there there looks to be a little bit of how do I describe the the sort of skeletons sort of coming together quite nicely there now and now they've just got to fill in a few little bits of uh, little, little bits of meat and muscle in and around it and I'll get that with Tanya tupo coming back from injury uh Anchor spell was terrific off the bench the other night he hasn't played in like I think uh be six months since Anchor spell's played so there's some really nice uh, cattle coming back into that mix, and I reckon I reckon it's it starting to take a little bit of shape, despite them going down and being unable to round out and execute a win again. That's 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 what hurt me the most the other night was that they, despite being on the back foot for so much of the game, despite having to chase down a ten point lead late, which very rare ten point deficit late, which very rarely happens at a test level in the closing stages. They were unable to wrap up that game after putting themselves in front, thanks to Mark Nwangani-Tawasi, Tuasi, is a real fine and a real star of the future of Australian rugby. It's
0: quite a tongue-twister to say at full speed, particularly when he scores a 95-metre intercept try, <laughs>
2: Sean. I'm still struggling. I think that's why I've got a frog in my throat still. It's a, it's a beautiful name to uh, to call those. So Mark, uh of uh, Fijian heritage and Italian. So he actually qualified to play, or is quali- would have been qualified to play for the Intake Australia, uh, with Fiji straight off the bat, and Italy as well. So uh, we're lucky to have him, and I reckon he's the sort of uh, kid who can really uh, capture other young kids. A lot of the young fellas were emulating him after the game, running around, you know, look at me, I'm Marky Mark, or Marky Mark. So... He's one for the future, for
0: sure, for the Wallabies. He is, yep. He spoke very well uh, post-match in an interview as well uh, with you guys on Stan and Nine. Uh, We're chatting to Sean Maloney. Unfortunately, another loss for Australia. They went down to Argentina 34-31 at the death uh, at uh, Combank Stadium in the west of Sydney on Saturday night. You mentioned uh, Len Ikatau, who went down uh, early. He scored the first try and then out of the game by about the 20-minute mark. Uh, That injury, that shoulder, looks as though it's going to rule him out potentially until the World Cup. Is that right?
2: Yeah, six to eight weeks, broken scapula. But he stayed on the field and tried to land a couple more tackles after busting it clean. So uh, he's as tough as they come. He's, he's made of iron. I think it's the first... I think it's one of the first injuries I can think that he's sustained of any real note since he sort of burst onto the scene, firstly with the Brumbies and then with the Wallabies. I mean, he is, he's proper world-class. So a massive out... And now the question becomes, who do they fill him in with? They take the Waratah Centre... Izzy Parisi, who's also uh, he's loaded, he's dynamite, or uh, someone who's a little more um, tested at that level, uh, in the form of Jordan Pachai from the Queensland So, a couple of uh, guys vying for Len's spot, and he's a massive miss.
1: Sean, uh, Jacob said about discipline at the top of the, the interview. Um, 14 penalties that were given away, is it these just sort of 50-50 sort of game incidents or sloppy error, or no, are they blatant a, lack of disi- discipline?
2: That's a really good... Uh, that's a, that, Again, that's a really good question, right? Because there, there, there were one or two... Actually, now let's go... There's probably three or four that are sort of 50-50. I can think of two that were certainly easily able to have gone the other way or just not gone at all against Australia. But there were a couple of other ones that were so ridiculously conceded by Australia that was so easy to see, that was so um, I mean, they were, they were stupid penalties on the way through them. That's the only way to describe them. Uh, they cost them, so they've got to take ownership of those ones. And the other thing that, um, that my colleague and co-caller Morgan Turinoy pointed out in the wash-up was that a lot of these penalties are now or can be conceded in the early days of a team that's new coming together under a new coaching style because they don't there's not that intrinsic trust of guys in and around them to do the things they need to do so that you don't concede penalties. So hopefully that count will come down below 10 in that next game against uh, the All Blacks, which it'll be here with us soon, fellas, MCG July twenty-nine.
0: How good's that? MCG, premier sporting venue in Australia, hosting a Bledisloe. Often it's been at Marvel Stadium, Docklands, under the roof there, but the MCG for a for a Bledisloe match, we know the record. We haven't beaten New Zealand for a long, long time, and this is a tune-up now for the World Cup, Sean, so there's more than just a Bledisloe on the line.
2: Yeah, no, they've, they've really got to get moving. So they've only got those two Bledisloe Cup games, one here, then one over in Eden, and then there's that warm-up game that they've got against France, over in France, before the World Cup. So... Uh, the time is rapidly evaporating, and uh, they, they really need to deliver a big performance against New Zealand uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: James Slipper didn't finish the game. Uh, was there an injury there, or was he just uh, taken from the field?
2: No, no, no. That was just to get uh, that was just to get the big fella on Angus Bell on. And geez, he was good. There was that first carry that Angus Bell, who weighed... I reckon Bell would be about one hundred and twenty, but he's just all. He's just all power, and I think he carried three or four Argentinian defenders up the park with him, around thirty odd meters, and made an immediate impact and was really good. So having uh, having James to lead him out, the the co-captain and then Belly off the bench that's that's a huge boost for Eddie Jones.
0: Good Argentinian presence in the crowd, wasn't there? Sean? when they got over the line yeah, for that cool. very late try at yeah. the pack and the scrum near the line, it was um, it was a fair roar that came, probably helped the ref actually make the call.
2: God, they make some noise. Um, they're great to watch as well. Like, it's full voice. They really get into it. So uh, they they added plenty the other night. And then, obviously, Michael Checker. on the other side of that, gets a win against Eddie Jones. So now it's 7-2 the score overall between those two. And, ironically, um, <laughs> both those guys have suffered the majority, of those losses, with Australia under their, uh, under their guidance. So... Um, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic of the overall head-to-head between those two. But Checker uh, gets one back.
0: Well, they're on a boat on the Sunday. Did did I hear that right in they the interview were, post-match that yeah, they were together a, on a boat?
2: Um, it was part of an auction for their Shield club over here, Ramwick. So just their junior club, which they're both very, very passionate about. And they're out on a uh, harbour cruise in the rain on Sunday on a big mega yacht on uh, ghost. So they're uh, you know, paired up. Morg said that they were. They had to get a tender out together, throwing them a tiny little tender on the way out to the boat and then back again in the rain. It was, uh, apparently it was quite a sight. So they're, uh, they're very good friends, great competitors, and, uh, they'll bring, uh, they'll bring plenty of intrigue and noise to that, that World Cup when maybe they go up against each other again in the quarter final.
0: Are we any chance of beating the All Blacks? I mean, there's been just slight chinks in their armour over the last year or two, but whenever they come up against us, it's the, the gold of Australia seems to be the best out of them.
2: It'd be a brave man. It'd be a brave woman. It'd be a brave child to tip the Wallabies when you look at how good the All Blacks have hit in the start of the rugby championship. They came out and uh, led Argentina 31-0 in that first week. They led South Africa. You know, the might and power of South Africa's seventeen nil on the weekend and were just perfect in pretty much everything they charged So um they are I mean they're in they're in sparkling form at the moment. They are really, really tuned up and looking to make a, a statement in their co team Foster's last year in charge. So uh I, I, I I'm I mean yes, I, I obviously want Australia win, but it would be It'd be something else if they could get a victory down there at the MCG.
0: If it's any consolation, Eddie Jones was in charge last time Australia won a Bledisloe, so maybe lightning will strike twice.
2: I'll take it. Whatever hope you can offer me, mate, (laughs) whatever hope you can offer me up in the West, I will take it gladly.
0: We'll do our best to pump up this Bledisloe and hope that there's an Australian win at the end of it. But New Zealand in a World Cup year, a scary opposition. Uh, Sean, thanks for your time as always. Uh, Keep up the uh, the great coverage on Stan and Nine, and thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks, boys. See you in a couple of weeks.
0: Sean Maloney with us here on Sport FM. Always a friendly, sprightly voice whenever he's chatting rugby union with us.